Welcome into the Mayo Media Network. I am Chris Meany. This is Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. We have Eric Young hanging by six games on the ice for this Monday. We're going to break them all down, give some picks and props, hopefully some first goals, some anytime goals, talk some season-long fantasy hockey as well. There's only five weeks left in fantasy hockey, the regular season if you're playing head-to-head league. So it's time to cut dead weight and stream four game streamers. So we'll talk about all of that with Eric Young. But first, it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Several options that I really like over at prizepicks.com. You can mix and match all the sports that you love. The description, the link is in the description for the promo code in there as well. So check that out. Just a reminder of the scoring, three points for a goal, two for an assist, half a point for a shot, half a point for a block. Tyler Toffoli is staring at me, 3.6, and he's playing the Vancouver Canucks. We'll get to that in a little bit, but Toffoli is having a pretty good year. 15 goals, tied for second with Connor McDavid in the NHL. Just three behind Austin Matthews. He's got 75 shots, so I always talk about the shots. 3.2 shots per game is what he's averaging, so there's a nice solid floor there. And if he just hits the score sheet, we'll be on our way. He's lit up every Canadian team, to be honest. But the Canucks, he's just had his way against the Canucks, his former team. Five games against Vancouver this year. He's got seven goals, 11 points, and 25 shots. He has a 20% shooting percentage, which is a little bit unsustainable. Like He's going to probably come down to earth a little bit. But dating back to last season, he's got 21 goals over his last 33 regular season games. So he's on a heck of a run right now. And I look at Vancouver five on five. They've allowed the most scoring chances per 60 minutes, the most scoring chances, the most shots, the second most high danger chances, and the third most goals, 2.94 goals per 60 minutes at five on five. Also, they've been shorthanded 3.57 times per game. That's the fourth most to Foley's on that top power play unit as well. David Perron is next at 3.1. I like this one a lot. If you're just going to choose one, this would be the one I would go to. I saved it for last. Tarasenko is back in the lineup. It gives St. Louis two strong lines. They got Hoffman, Shen, and Perron together. Perron scored a goal and added an assist in his last game. He enters tonight on a six-game point streak. He's got four goals and eight points over that span, 19 shots. It's three power play points. So Tarasenko really helps that first power play unit, which Perron is on. Five goals and 12 points in his last nine games. So he's on a heck of a run as well. And Vancouver, really bad five on five. San Jose, just as bad five on five. We picked on them all week last week, and the Colorado guys hit. San Jose, they've allowed the second most goals per 60 minutes, the fourth most scoring chances, and the third most high danger chances. Perron has one goal and five points in his past three games against the Sharks and seven shots over that span. I also like Shen over, Dustin Brown over, and Ricard Raquel over. Check out prizepicks.com and the link in the description. Let's bring in Eric Young. EY, what's up, man? Christopher, uh, it's been a wild ride. There's lots of questions. We were talking off air. Does Dallas finish the season? Texas is open for business March 10th. Everyone's insane. Yanni Gord's our new favorite hockey player. I mean, it's been a wild week. It's been, it's been a real wild week. It has, yeah. I streamed Johnny Gord for the three games against the Hawks. I think they went Thursday, Friday, Sunday. You know how we like to get those random days. The Fridays and the Sundays are great days to stream. You're always making the top balls on Tuesday, Thursdays, and, and Saturdays. And he just happened to have like four points yesterday, a game-winning goal. I really only streamed it for a couple face-off wins. But Tampa juggled their lines a bit. They went with Kaloran, Stamkos, and Gord. And it seems to be working for Kaloran, too. It's a guy who, you know, talked about shooting percentage off the top with Defoli, unsustainable. Kaloran last year had a career, everything was career high for him across the board. I think he had like a 21 shooting percentage. So it was normal to see some regression. 
But once you find one goal, and he had it in the first game against the Hawks, I think it was deflection. It's like they scored in overtime with 0.1 seconds left, and then he scored again, and then now he's got a goal in three straight games. You know this, even as a guy playing rec league, Maddie knows this, playing hockey. I played hockey. Hope people watching probably played hockey. NHLers will say this. Once you get one, you start to feel yourself a little bit. Like Kalorn has three now in a row. Riley Smith has had gone weeks without a goal. He's got goals in yep. back-to-back games. The Sharks help them. They'll, they'll do that to anybody. They'll, you know, they'll help you out. And then Mika Zibinijad last night scored a goal. I, I, next time we talk about the Rangers, I'll be taking the Mika Zibinijad to score a goal. It's just, it, I don't know what it is, but once you get one, you start to feel pretty good, right? Yeah, it feels like it's always been that way. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's no comparing me and an NHL player, but for me, it's like making one good pass. You mean, like, or, or receiving a pass or doing any one thing that kind of feels like real hockey. And I get pumped up. I get excited. And for these guys, I mean, they do everything right over and over and over. That's the NHL. Uh, it is not a league of mistakes. It's a league of perfection. Um, when you see goals, that that's one of, you know, two or three mistakes that happened that night. And uh, once it happens, once it starts to go, Victor Arvidsson's another guy. I mean, hometown guy for me, but he's another guy that just got the monkey off his back uh, two days ago did the fucking sweet shit celebration where he reached down, pulled the monkey off the whole thing. Uh, John Hines was talking about it in his, in his pregame yesterday. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's something in fantasy to really pay attention, like ebbs and flows of the season guys like Riley, you talked about, he was a guy owned in a dynasty our dynasty salary cap league. I mean, 5 million and he wasn't scoring or getting assists. And I dropped him. I had to, I had to move on. Uh, and I did. And, I think I still stand by that move, but you got to pay attention to this stuff. You know, the, the ebbs and flows uh, in fantasy hockey, it, it can make or break your season. Yeah. You know what? Like when I skate across the blue line and I don't trip, I feel a little bit better next time really I good. skate across the blue line. If I trip over the blue line, like Taylor hall, then I'm a little uneasy when oh, I come man. in on a two on one now. Right. So it's, Poor that's hall. it. That's, Poor that's hall. the season for the Buffalo Sabres. Ah. Well, they played the Islanders three straight times. Like, you're not going to break out of your goaling, goal scoring slump when you play the New no. York Islanders. They just don't no. give up anything. They're so darn stingy. And the Sabres now, it's not even close between them and the Preds. I think the Preds, last time I checked, had scored the second fewest goals at five on five for 60 minutes. It's not even close, the gap between one and two when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres. So, I don't know when they're going to turn it around. L.A. Freeman says they're absolutely open for business taking calls on absolutely everybody. I would assume that means Jack Eichel. I mean, Taylor Hall just has a, you know, the one year deal. So what are you even going to get for Taylor Hall? I don't know, man. It's, it's rough. It's a rough go in Buffalo for sure. Luckily they're not on the schedule today. So we don't have to talk too much about them. I saw you this morning. I woke up. I thought I woke up early hitting the waiver wire and you were already up and you already grabbed guys. We do, we do this every day. This is week uh, or do this every Monday. This is week eight of the fantasy hockey season. I mentioned if you're playing head to head, you only have five weeks left until playoffs. So you really got to look at four streamers over at FTNFantasy.com. I have the article there, rest of the season rankings. There are 14 teams scheduled to play four games this week. There's just one team playing two. That's the Calgary Flames. Uh, man, tough go for them. They needed uh, two points last night. They didn't get it from the Senators. What are you doing? What have you done so far? Waiver wire, who are you looking at? Uh, Frank Vetrano is a guy that isn't isn't massively owned. He's playing on the top line with Verhage and uh, Barkov. Uh, I mean, anybody that's going to play with Barkov, even if it was me, 
I, you know, I mean, I feel like the puck might hit me and bounce to him and he scores or gives it to somebody that actually can shoot. Uh, Vetrano has been like a sneaky good player uh, this year. And even last year, um, he's a guy that I really like. He's under owned and another guy that is really low owned right now. Uh, I think in Yahoo leagues, it's 9%. Ryan gets I mean, he plays a ton when he wants to be, he's the best player on the ice. I feel like some of the younger guys coming up <clears throat> has sparked Anaheim uh, and they've been okay. And uh, in the last seven days, um, let me see here. Getzlaff has, um, oh man, I just had it in front of me and now I've lost it. In the last seven days, two goals and assist, six shots on goal, six hits, five blocks. Like he's filling up a bunch of categories. Even if he doesn't score, he's giving you help in other places plus faceoff wins. So that's a guy that is grossly underowned in, in my opinion to be only 9%. Like, are we in bizarro land? Ryan Gretzlaff is only 9%. Yeah, I know. Times have changed a little bit, but yeah, he's he's, he's trending up. Uh, his teammate Ricard Raquel is trending up as well. He's got 81 yep. shots in the season, 30 over his past eight games. He has three goals and nine points over a current five-game streak, so the Ducks have five games. They're in action tonight. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They play the Kings, and what I like about the Ducks is, yeah, you can go to the waiver wire and you can find them because they're they're widely available but they have the friday game and the saturday game against the sharks i'm telling you guys the sharks are brutal defensively so raquel fowler has got uh, a bunch of points over the past two or three weeks as well not going to block a lot of shots not going to shoot the puck a ton but getting some block shots in there i'll just going to rapid fire through but if you guys want to check out the article ftnfantasy.com you can use the promo code meanie to get involved uh, it's not going to cost you a whole lot it's pretty cheap the rest of the way the rest of the season rankings are in there as well but a few guys that are just under 60 percent that shouldn't be like william carlson alex tuck Caudry, sorelli zuccarello connectney is back in the lineup He's producing Natchez, Batherson, Chandler Stevenson, Nita Ryder, Kevin Hayes, and Thomas Tatar are starting to trend up a little bit too. Since the coaching change, uh, he's starting to feel himself a little bit. I wanted to just throw Shane Goss's beer for a second. His ownership is now 7% in Yahoo leagues. I own him in four leagues, and he's available in three other that I play a lot of fantasy hockey. That's, I'm a psycho like Eric. But um, he's You're trending up, place. man. You're he looks good too. He, he uh, the past few games, six shots, six shots, four, five, six. He's got three goals over his last six or seven games. He's playing 21, 22 minutes a night. He's quarterbacking the, the number one power play. I watched the entire game last night against the Caps. He looked unbelievable. He looked like the old Gosses Bear when he came out on the scene and he was just, he was, you know, scoring left and right. He was playing good defense. He was blocking shots. Uh, I think it's time to just grab him. The Flyers have a lot of games to make up. The Dallas Stars have a lot of games to make up. The Devils have a lot of games to make up. You want to have these guys that are going to be playing four games. The Flyers have three games this week, but they have a couple four-game weeks after that. So Shane Gossespierre, in my opinion, is almost a must-add um, on defense. If you just need some help, you want some scoring punch, you want some power play production, he's a guy that I'm taking a look at. Let's talk about tonight. Let's start with Minnesota and Vegas. This is weird. The games are at 8 Eastern rather than 7 Eastern. So you have a, an extra hour to get your lineup set, to get your bets in and your picks in. So Vegas, they've won six straight games. They beat Minnesota twice last week, 5-1 and 5-4. The one game they came all the way back and then won in overtime. The Wild have lost 3-4 of four now. Mini at home, plus 105, 11-11 against the spread, 13-8-1. This total is 5.5. Vegas minus 125, 10-11 against the spread, 16-4-1. Uh, of course, they are up at the top of their division with 33 points in 21 games. The Blues 
They are two back, but they played four more games than Vegas. The Golden Knights are unbelievable. One note to keep an eye on, Mark Stone left the last game. Uh, They said that it was just precaution because they were playing the Sharks. (laughs) They didn't actually say that, but I assume it was because they were playing the Sharks. Man, I'm hard on San Jose. I don't know if he'll be in the lineup tonight, but if he's not, Alex Tuck went up on that top line with Stevenson and Pacioretty, and he has been awesome, especially lately. He scored the two goals in there. You know, Eric, last week we said we would just take Vegas anytime we would get them at minus 140. Now they're minus 125. I don't know how you feel about this game. It's hard for me because I'm... You're such I'm, a Caprice off fan. That's what it is. I'm, I'm falling in love with the Minnesota Wild. And <laughs> me too. I, me think, too. I think it's happening in a lot of places. Uh, we, I think we talked about this in the first show we did this year. I put a bet on them before the season to make the Stanley Cup and win the Stanley Cup. Uh, and I feel like a bunch of people are kind of jumping on that now. I don't imagine the odds are as good as they were at the start of the season. They were, I think, the second lowest other than Ottawa. So that's where I put my money on Ottawa and Minnesota. <laughs> don't take that advice. But what I'm saying is Minnesota is a very, very good hockey team. Um, I questioned if they had the depth down the middle. Erickson X statistically, uh, analytically, is having an unbelievable season. No one saw that coming. Uh, Kaprizov is the catalyst. I mean, he shows up, and when he's on the ice, something is going to happen. And in my opinion, the Minnesota Wild have maybe a top three uh, defense core in the whole league, and they're getting really good goaltending. You know, so it's it, this is a dangerous team, man. And, and uh, playing against San Jose, and look, I, you know, Anaheim is a little bit better than they were in LA, just come off that winning streak. But look, those are not strong teams. The Minnesota Wild is going to take advantage. I don't know if I could bet on the Golden Knights, especially if there's no Mark Stone to, to win this game tonight. Yeah, he's he's going to be the key. Maybe you waited waited out a little bit to see if he's going to play. But I, I think they're. I, I agree with everything he said. I love the Wild. I love their D. I like their. I think they're strong in net, and they're nineteen to one right now to to win the cup. Here, looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, so like that's not an that's not an awful bet to to make. I mean, they're gonna have to it. get. <laughs> they're gonna have to unfortunately get through you know some really good teams in Colorado, Vegas, and and St. Louis. Uh, but you got to beat the best to to get to the finals, right? So you know, yep. that's just the way it is. But uh, they're not going to have an easy game throughout. I think that they're going to get into the playoffs. I'm just going to ride Vegas here. Um, it's going to be tight. I'll probably sweat it out. I, I like the wild, like you said. But, you know, I got to stick to my original thinking from last week. If I see Vegas at minus 125, I don't care if they're away from home, which they have been awesome at home. I'm going to take them. I think it's going to be a fascinating game to watch. Matt, do you have a feel on this game? Can do you split the tie here? Uh, I'm the same way as you here. I'm just going to take Vegas at this price. I'm not super confident. Won't throw them in a lot of parlays, but I'll just take it and sweat it out. You know, Ryan Suter is on that number one power play. I've written him up a couple times over at FTNDaily.com. And, you know, he hasn't really worked out. I like Dumba as well, but he's 3-9. He was 3-3 the other day. He's just getting a ton of power play time. He's got nine shots. Sorry, nine shots over the past two games. So he's been okay. I mean, he's 20 DraftKings points for a guy who's 3-3 and 3-7. That's fine. I know a lot of people want to go to Dumba, and that's okay too. I like Dumba. But that first power play unit, you mentioned Erickson Eck and then Kaprizov, Zuccarella, and Fiala. That power play has been lit. I mean, they haven't had a lot of goals, but they've had a lot of opportunities. 
and Suter's played 50 minutes, just shy of 50 minutes over his last two games. He had six minutes of power play time the other night to dump a beast two and a half. I know what a freak, right? He only, he doesn't have any goals. He's got eight assists. He's not a big sniper. I mean, you know him very well. Never, from, I mean, never has Nashville. been. He's just, right. He's never been. He, yeah. He's just never in the wrong place. I mean, I liken him to like, kind of like a, a Nicholas Lindstrom kind of thing. Like he's not ever going to like jump off the page and wow you with anything, but like, I want my defenseman. I want people not talking about my defenseman. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Every time they're talking about them, they're in bad situations. Yeah, he he's never in a bad one. So I think he will get to DFS plays in a little bit, but I think he's a sneaky one. I don't love him as much against Vegas. And if Flurry's going to start, Flurry doesn't give up anything, but he's somebody to keep an eye on anyways. He's trending up. Anytime I see a defenseman on the number one power play flirting with six power play minutes, that is massive. That's huge. So I am completely all about that. Zuccarello. He is uh, his shot prop over on DraftKings, 1.5 plus 100. Matt, wasn't he minus 112 the other day at one and a half? Yeah, he was dirt cheap. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so what's going on here? Now he's plus money. He's got two shots in three straight games. I'm seeing this morning on Yahoo, people are dropping him. I don't know. Like, what happened, Eric? He, he must have went a game without a goal. I mean, that line has been... Has been awesome between him and Kaprizov over the last nine games. I think they've combined for 20 points. Zuccarello went 1.2-4-2-1-1, then two games without one. Then he had a multi-point game, and then he had nothing against Zona. And now he's got four games this week, two against Vegas. I get that's maybe that's part of it. But his ownership has dropped 3% over the last 24 hours. I still like him, and I'm definitely going to take a shot plus money on his shot prop here at one and a half. Yeah, I mean, Zuccarello, <clears throat> we talked about a similar kind of player last year uh, with uh, Duclair. I mean, he's a guy that Zuccarello probably wasn't drafted in most leagues because he was hurt to start the year, not available. And if he was drafted, I mean, it's a very deep league. Then he comes in, he doesn't start super hot, but then he starts, you know, he's part of every goal that the Minnesota Wild are scoring. And he, but he's one of those players that like, will just get dropped and picked up and dropped and picked up constantly. Uh, if I'm in a league with people dropping him, I'm picking him up. He's, he's always been a guy that's got it done. And uh, the Minnesota Wild, they rely on him for offense. And playing with Kaprizov is going to make him a better player. So he's one and a half plus money. Max Pacioretty is 3.5 minus 167. Just happens to wear 67. Maybe that's meant to be. I like that one too. Uh, Alex Tuck, 14 to one uh, first goal and plus 240 anytime goal. I think that's a good one, especially if Stone's going to be out. And I think the long shot doesn't even seem like a long shot considering Tuck has been, what does he have? 12 goals and Riley Smith has maybe three. Same odds, 14 to one for Riley Smith and 243. There's something to be said about players. NHL is so streaky. And for Riley Smith, yep. he's a four-time 20-goal scorer. He just he basically scores 18 every year. He entered the weekend with a career-low shooting percentage. Now he's got goals in back-to-back. He is somebody to keep an eye on. I'm telling you, when guys just yep. score, they just start to feel themselves a little bit. Uh, so those are the ones I like, like Smith and Tuck, 14-1 uh, to 1 on both of those guys. You want to take some shots. Colorado and Arizona in here next. The Avs at home. Heavy favorites, minus 185. Not expected to be with Nathan McKinnon or I don't think Kale McCarr. On Saturday, the the Avs said that they expect McKinnon to be out for a few days. And they lost over the weekend to the Ducks, 5-4. They just squeaked by in the first game against Anaheim, 3-2. They took care of Arizona 
a couple weeks ago pretty easily in two games, outscoring them nine to four. Zona plus one sixty five here, eleven ten and three on the year. Colorado thirteen seven and two. The total is five and a half, plus one sixty five for Zona. I'm kind of. Man, I don't think I have the stones, but I'm not going to bet Colorado today. I'm, I feel like if there's going to be an upset, this is going to be one, man. You know, no Makar, no McKinnon. That's tough. And the Avs have kind of been underwhelming this year, in my opinion. I think maybe expectations are a little higher, but this may be upset alert. Yeah, uh, Arizona is sneaky. I mean, like the very good goaltending. Connor Garland is an absolute sniper just a tiny little runt of a, of a man but just competes like a wild man he doesn't care uh gets in there gets in front of the net shoots the puck like a lunatic um i like arizona and right now if there's gonna be no mckinnon and no mccarr if there's ever a time to bet against colorado it's right now right i mean they just lost the ducks right five four i mean they allowed four goals or five goals to the ducks i don't know matt are we crazy here to think zona could pull off the upset here i mean i'm looking right now it's early when we're recording i don't think mckinnon's gonna play mccarr didn't join them on the road trip so he's possible it's it's possible he could return to the lineup he's missed a handful of games in a row i, I don't know what do you think matt it's one thing betting colorado without mccarr it's one thing betting them without mccarr and mckinnon and I just can't pull the trigger on that team without McKinnon this year. I mean, if they showed for the full season that they're dominant like they did last season, then I'd be much more comfortable on a one-off or two-off game without Nathan. But uh, in this case, I just I don't even want to touch this game. I'll watch it because it'll be a fast-as-hell game, but I, I want nothing betting-wise in this game. Maybe a shot prop on Rantanen, but that's it. Do you see what Randon's at now? They're starting to adjust. He's minus 200. Minus now 200 I don't like games. that that much. <laughs> you, you, yeah. I, that one's tough. I would rather it just be plus money at three and a half. I mean, Randon is getting there every time. If anybody's been watching the show, I mean, he's he's her go-to guy every single time. Three, four, four, three. I mean, he just 74 shots, 12 goals. He's got uh, his past three games. Two of them have been multi-goal games for him. He is he is awesome. He's playing 21 minutes a night. They got him with Kadri and then Burakovsky on that top line. They took Landeskog off. They're trying to balance their offense. It's just they need some secondary scoring. Where's the secondary scoring going to come from? Nachushkin had a couple points the other night, and Burakovsky needs to get going. So. Yeah, I'll probably stay away too. I'm just, I don't think anybody should bet the abs. I think at minus 185 without their two studs. I mean, if McKinnon comes back and McCarr comes back, it's going to, it's going to be up to 200. So I'll just stay away. But if anyone's looking for an upset, I think this is it guys. I think it's Arizona. Um, but none of us, none of us have the stones to do it, but look for, I did, I look, did it. You I did it. You just made it. it. You just made the yep. bet. Okay. Yep. You got a, Con- a Connor Garland shot prop there over two and a half. Maybe, uh, maybe a I like goal that. for him. Yeah, I like that. Uh, you can probably find Rand in other books. Not every book is caught on to what he's doing. Um, 175 potentially. Uh, if you're north of the border, that's what it's usually been. 175 is about as high as I'll go. Maybe bet 365. You see what you can find there. Uh, but minus 200 is a little bit high. Ottawa and Edmonton in here next. The Sens, they're scrappy, EY. You know that. Last night, they hung on. Yep. Well, they gave a couple up late, but they won in the shootout. Tim Stutzla had a, a nice little shootout winner there. Um, actually, I don't think he had, the, winner, player, he had the goal. But, yeah, what a player. He had the shootout goal there. Um, they're big road dogs here tonight against the Oilers. Edmonton minus 240. 
Ottawa plus 200. It makes sense. You're not going to see Murray. I don't think he played last night. 8-17-1 Ottawa, 15-11 for the Oilers. The Oilers made a change, too, in their lines over the weekend. They played Calgary. They came back. I think they were down 2 nothing. They came back and won the game. They loaded up. And they've done this before in the past, especially when they're down. Yeah. They put like David and Dry settled together, and they had Yamamoto on there. And Yamamoto broke out of his slump and scored a goal. I don't know. Daily Faceoff doesn't have that cheer together again. I wouldn't be shocked if they just loaded up again, but it is the sense, so maybe they don't have to do that. What do you think for this game? They, they don't want to do that, right? Like I know they, they don't feel want like to, yeah. bad play forces them to do that. So they don't want to do that. They want to have those guys with their own line, their two-star players. But, I mean, Tippett, as soon as it, they're behind, I mean, he's going to do it, he, you know, and it, it's his right to do it, and I think he should do it. I mean, that's – uh, what better way to, to get someone like Yamamoto going or get a goal than putting two of the top five best players in the world together on the ice at the same time. Uh, for me, uh, this is the Ottawa Senators that I thought was going to exist. I know they had a rough start, but they're in every game. I mean, they're hard to play against. The, they're relentless. Uh, the, there's, you know, they're scrappy, man. And it's, it's not just fun to say. I mean, you over the last couple of weeks, they, they've won games that they probably shouldn't, and this is going to continue for the rest of the season. I'm going uh, – I just put five bucks on them. They're going to win tonight. Who? Ottawa. Oh, baby. I like Here it. There we go. Um, all right. That's the upset then. <laughs> you got, you're all over the upsets tonight. Ottawa I'm all over the upsets tonight. And yeah. Zona. I, Two I'm teams fine, that right? I believe in. You know what I mean? If you're going to give me those odds, and, and I just think that either one of these teams can win at any point. So, um, especially Arizona, just because of the goaltending there. Um, but for me, Ottawa is a team that they're going to have plus odds most of the time. And, and look, and why not this take is a shot, you, right? Yeah. I'm not saying to follow my lead. I'm saying that if you want to make money, this is, this is how to do it. It's how to lose money, too. <laughs> well, Edmonton is 4-0 and against them. The first game was real bad. It was 8-5 and then 4-2, but the last two were much tighter, 3-1 and 3-2. So there were much tighter games, so Ottawa's adjusted a little bit, and they have been competitive. You're right. They're hanging around yeah. with everybody this year. I mean, they got blown out in that one game, but for the most part, this is a team that does – hang around they've they've taken three of five against the flames they've beaten the habs three times i believe they've beaten yep. the Leafs a couple times i think the oilers are the only team that has maybe given them fits but like i said it's been it's been fairly close would you play them at all in dfs because that is the way to actually get involved with some higher price like if you think this is going to be a shootout maybe you take the over you could take some some oiler guys there maybe you load up on i don't know maybe you load up on vegas and the expensive guys there but if you want, like, Batherson is now up to 5K. He was three-something the other day. Stutzel is 4-4. Four, four. Like, those are the two guys to me. There's some value. You can get them in your lineup, and then you can, you know, spend up elsewhere. Are those the guys you would look at in Ottawa? Uh, absolutely. I mean, anybody that's playing against the Edmonton Oilers, look, I, I think they're – anytime you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, there's going to be, you know – a desire to win hockey games. You mean people, people think that they can win. The reality is, is their defense core is, is absolutely rotten. They didn't do anything to address it. They, I mean, an ad in Tyson Berry is not fixing your defense and they didn't do anything in, in the net either. I mean, I understand that they went after Markstrom, but they lost and they didn't do anything. Koskinen is not a starting NHL goalie. Anytime there's that kind of a recipe. And I feel when teams go in, 
they think about McDavid on the other side. They think about Drysdale, and they're like, look, we're going to have to push the pace. We're going to have to score to beat this team because those guys are going to score. So in, in DFS, starting people that play against Edmonton is always a good idea. That's that's my opinion, and I do it all the time, and I've done very well this year. Especially if Miko Koskinen is, is in net. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it'll be him or Mike Smith, but when Koskinen, he's got an 8.97 save percentage, a 3.39 goals against average. He's been brutes. So I don't, I don't hate the call, Eric. I, it's, it's one I'm, I'm going to stay away from. Again, I just, I, puck, maybe puck line, but you're doing it, man. You're feeling it, and I love it. Brady Kachuk minus uh, 118, three and a half shots is one that I don't mind. It seems like when I take him, he just gets on three. Last night he was on three, and I had him, but I don't mind going to that one sometimes. And you know, McDavid is sometimes plus money. Where is he? He's minus 106, three and a half. I, I don't mind that. If they go back to if I see that their lines are back to normal, I will like Nugent Hopkins for any time goal uh, with, with dry sidle. But Yamamoto is staring at me 13 to one scored in his last game. I think they'll, I don't know. I know they don't have to, but I have a feeling they'll, they'll start how they finished last game with McDavid dry and Yamamoto seem to get uh, Yamamoto because they just need some secondary scoring, right? They need some other people yeah. to score. They went, what did McDavid Listen, go? How long is this going to go on? How long have we been saying that exact thing? I don't know. It's going to go on until Mc, McDavid's whole career. Trade every Hopkins, yeah. something for has to happen. A couple pieces, or yeah, I don't know. But McDavid had gone what three games without a point? I think three or four. He had never gone more than four in his whole career. Yeah, it was three. It was against the Maple Leafs. So it was three, and then he then he scored. He got a point, and they were showing the graphic. I think three or four times in his career, he's gone three games without a point, never four, yeah. which is. Cr- which is crazy. The consistency yes. <laughs> to yes. be able just to end a mini slump like that. Yeah. It was like three games against the leaf and Leafs, And then he broke out with three points. Okay. I do like Brady and I like Yamamoto 13 to one plus 200 anytime goal. I like this game a lot from a DFS standpoint. This next one, St. Louis and San Jose, the sharks at home plus plus one thirty. the blues minus minus one fifty six and 19 against the spread. I know uh, the blues have burned a lot of people, myself included cam, probably you, Eric, Batty, a lot of people. The totals here, are six, 14, eight and three St. Louis, 12 and 10 against the spread for the sharks. Um, I like, I like St. Louis. I like them in DFS. I like a lot of their shot props, not seeing Tarasenko anywhere. I just, I know this blues team has been hot or cold and they're not getting the goaltending in Biddington. And I've said it a couple of times about them trying to adjust on the blue line from losing Petrangelo, who is just an absolute stud, but you know, you get Tarasenko back in your lineup and I think it gives you a little bit of balance. I know they're still missing a couple guys up front, but I'm in on the blues, man. Minus 150. I just, it's, it's more about the Sharks to me. I watch them play, and they just – they scramble, Eric. Yeah. Defensively, they're not great. Carlson yeah. has taken a major step back. Brent Burns – I mean, the broadcast the other night when I was watching Vegas and San Jose, they were really taking some shots at Brent Burns and Carlson, and it was almost like they were just fed up with watching them play over the past year. I still think they're good defensemen, but they're just nowhere near what they used to – used to be and they're still locking a lot of minutes so i like the st louis team they're they're hot i know they lost their last game and they gave up a three nothing lead and they lost four three to the kings but they had one four straight before that and they they split the two games against san jose last month which doesn't make you feel a little bit easy doesn't make you feel all that easy about picking them but i like them i like their their two lines now with tarasenko there are you with me 
or are you going upset again with San Jose? No, I, I'm, I am not going upset with San Jose. Uh, St. Louis is, is an unreal hockey team. Then they add Tarasenko. You get, you know, performances like we were talking uh, before we started the show about Zach Sanford, um, a guy that was playing top line and was playing power play. He's not playing that now because Tarasenko is there. But he's on the third line, and the, the Brube rolls all these guys. They're getting, you know, scoring from Sunquist and, and Sammy Blaze and Zach Sanford, like, this is a deep hockey team, a really, really good hockey team. And San Jose is just not. They're just not a good hockey team and no goaltending. So, yeah, I'm not going upset there. St. Louis is a team that I, even when they're in a slump, I find it really hard to bet against them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, minus 150 is not bad. Tarasenko, as I mentioned, I think he, off the top of the show, he, he returned, played 16 minutes, had four shots, played up top with his boy, Ryan O'Reilly. So I just like that second line quite a bit in DFS. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but Tarasenko is cheap. He was 2-5 on Saturday on DraftKings. He's now 4-something. They're just snoozing there. But Perron is 2.5 plus 115. I like that one quite a bit. Like I said, I can't find Tarasenko. But Shannon Hoffman and Perron, those are just uh, three snipers together. I like that line a lot. For, for DFS and for anything, as I mentioned, in prize picks, Perron is just on a heck of a run. So give me the blues. And I was looking here. Yeah, Perron plus 175. He's 12 to 1 for first time goal. So I like him. Tarasenko's juiced up there. He's, he's, you know, heavily favored to score a first time goal. I don't know. If, it's not a bad play. I mean, to play 16 minutes in your, op- in your first game, he's recovering from his third shoulder surgery. But to play yeah. 16 minutes and put, Four shots on net, that's pretty productive, I'd say, for your first game. And even threw a hit. Right? He doesn't even he doesn't throw hits normally, but the fact that he threw one, I think makes makes me think he's feeling all right, Eric. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that that kind of minutes on a team that really, I mean, they roll four lines. That's it, a lot of ice time for a guy coming off shoulder surgery. So obviously he's fine. They believe in him. He's an awesome player. Yeah, he really is. All right, Kings and Ducks in here next. Anaheim plus 117 and 8 against the spread, 7, 12, and 6. They've hung around all year. Minus 120 for LA, 18 and 5 against the spread. The total here is 5.5, 10, 8, and 5 LA. What do you think? I mean, we talked about Getzlav. We talked about Anaheim being better, but man, I I, I just hard, have a hard time believing in this team. And I like the Los Angeles Kings. It's a. Uh, they're definitely on the right trajectory, uh, you know, playing a bunch of, it's weird. Like five years ago, they're like this big bruising, slow team. And now they've got speed everywhere, all they're over on the ice. Yeah. It, yeah. They're definitely on their way uh, to building a team that is good in, in today's hockey. You know, I mean, the, the old bruising, slow North South tabletop hop, uh, tabletop kind of hockey. It, it's over with. I mean, you got to have guys that can skate guys that are playing, eight minutes on your fourth line can skate and uh, you got to have guys that can skate and they're, they're doing that. So I, I'm definitely, I, I am, I'm not doing uh, Anaheim for the upset here tonight. They've lost 10 of their last 11, the ducks. Yeah. Like they there's, finally, the, there's the there's all you really need to know. Yeah. Like they finally got that W against Colorado, a, a shorthanded abs team. Good on them. Yep. yep. They took them to overtime in, in both games, which is again, good on them. But Gibson hasn't looked as strong, and I think I said this in the last show. I'm not sure. One of the shows last week is that Gibson's numbers. He hasn't looked as good lately, and it's just not him. It's the team in front of him. Yes, they're playing a little bit better. They're getting production from Getzlaff and Raquel, but 
Yeah, I got to go with the Kings. I, I got to lean with LA here. They had lost four straight, but then they beat the Blues. That nice comeback, as I mentioned. So I, I'd like, I'm going to go with LA at minus 120. Shot props, David Perron or uh, David Perron. Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown's been a, a favorite for us for a few games. He has had at least three shots in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his past 10 games. He has 11 in his last two games. He had eight shots on goal the other day. So he is just shooting a ton. He's got 12 goals in the year. He's got an unsustainable shooting percentage as well. Like, I don't know how invested I would go into him, you know, scoring a ton of goals and first time goals and whatnot, but he is 13 to one and he's on a bit of a run and he's shooting that much. Like that's what I'm looking for. Somebody asked me like, where these first time, anytime goals, like I'm not trying to pick superstars all the time. Like I know we got chirped about Pasternak one time, but I'm picked people who shoot and shoot on the power play and the shot volume and that are going to be matched up against weaker lines. And this is what we're going to get here with the Kings up against the ducks. And so I like Dustin Brown there in the shot prop. It, it has, it had been plus money for a little bit. Raquel is another one. I'm surprised he's minus 162 and that Dustin Brown would be, you know, minus 112 or plus money for a while. I know Raquel's on a bit of a run lately, but he had a bunch of games early on in the year where he wasn't doing anything, but he has eclipsed three shots now in five straight games and in seven of his past eight. He's been over two and a half. So he is, he's a guy that's just another guy that's shooting mentioned off the top, just a lot of points. Recently, he enters on a five game point streak where he's got nine points over that span and three goals. So he's starting to feel himself a little bit too playing a lot. 21 minutes in his last game against the Avs. I know that game went to overtime, but still uh, 21 minutes is, is quite a bit. One more game, Montreal and Vancouver. You're on the Kings, right? You said you're on the Kings. On the Kings. Yeah. Upset. All right. What are you doing here? Habs and Canucks plus I, uh, for I, Vancouver. I, I feel like Demko has kind of turned the corner here. I don't know if he's playing yeah, tonight good. for sure, but he's got to play tonight, doesn't he? He's been so good for them. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't play him. I mean, he's young, like he'll be fine. He is playing very well. And in turn, the Vancouver, Vancouver Canucks are playing very well. Uh, Montreal is, I mean, I'm sorry to say, it's just a team I don't trust at all right now. Uh, they seem really fragile uh, and have not been playing great. Vancouver has, so I'm going Vancouver to win tonight. Uh, Maddie, what did you see from the Canucks in those three games against the Leafs? Was it Demko to steal the show? It's a lot of Demko stealing the show. I was a bonehead and yeah. sat Demko in one of my leagues awesome. because I thought, well, he's going to get shelled. And then, yeah. Um, but it's a lot of just Vancouver looks better as a whole. Their power play doesn't look that bad. They're actually snapping the puck around on the power play. Guys like JT Miller are starting to wake up and shoot the puck a lot more. It's it's kind of, it's not a perfect storm. It's just this team has always needed that goaltending boost in terms of you get a couple key saves and the guys are going to feel that and they're going to start to perform a lot better. And uh, as long as you keep trotting Demko out there, the Canucks are a sneaky underdog play. I don't know if I like them against the Habs, though. Uh, I just, uh, it's still uncomfortable for me to bet against the Habs, even though they have been reeling. Uh, and that felt really good to say. I'm sorry. But with uh, the Canucks, if Demko does get the start, then I might sprinkle a bit on the Canucks. But if it goes right to Holpe, then I'm going to sprinkle a lot on the Habs. Oh, 
baby. It's not going to hold you guys. Come on. It's got to go to Demko. Like Demko has been the reason that they're winning hockey games lately. He's I mean, really good. the Nashville Predators went back to a 38-year-old Pecorine two nights in a row on a travel day. So I am yeah. like completely done. Stick save last Incredible. night. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. They don't have a back-to-back. Uh, Demko, yeah, I mean, he's got to 2.87 goals against average, 9.13 save percentage. I'm going to disagree with you guys. Surprise, surprise. I have picked on the Habs lately, but on Saturday, they put up a seven spot. Come on. They're yeah. feeling themselves now. They got the seven goals like they were struggling. Now they're going to Vancouver, where they've won four straight games against the Canucks, outscoring them 28 to 15 or 23 to nine. They have outscored them in five games, 28 to 15. There's been a lot of goals. I know a lot has changed since then. The Canucks are starting to play a little bit better. Is Patterson going to play tonight? I don't know. Um, I got to go with the halves here, guys. <laughs> it just makes me feel like a homer. You guys make me feel like a homer, but that's not it. I liked what I saw from them against the Jets. Some confidence. Carey Price making some nice saves. It was a 7-1 win against uh, against the Jets. I don't know if I would go over, even though looking at the last few times they played. Like, look at these games. 6-5 shootout. 7-3. 5-2. 6-2. 5-3. Like, those were all those games were over. There was goals left, right, and center. It was early on in the year when Price was shaky and Braden Holpe was getting starts and he was shaky. So I don't think I would go with the over considering what Demko has. Like, he's looked really good. And that's what I saw too. I, I saw a Leafs team, honestly, that dominated Vancouver in those games. And Demko stood on his head. He played really good. So it is a little risky to go and put your money against a goalie who has looked good. But I think Montreal just has Vancouver's number. I like what they've done lately with the lines. They've shaken them up a bit. They got Tatar back on the top line, who is, who's shown up lately, who's a healthy scratch under Julian. He wasn't getting any power play time. There was a game in the third period where they were down a goal, and he didn't even touch the ice. This was a guy who led the team in scoring last year. And they're trying to get Cock and Emmy going a bit, so they put Toffoli and Anderson, who are one and two on the team in goals, to get him going. That line scored twice. Cock and Emmy hit the score sheet. So I got to lean with Montreal here. But I'm not going to go with the over, I think, you know, I think we're going to start to see Price guys uh, play a little bit better, and Demko has looked good. I think he'll get the start. If it is Holpe, maybe I'll change my tune, and I'm sure you guys will change your tune as well. Maybe we go with the overs. But the shot props, Toffoli is juiced up too much for me now, 177, two and a half. I won't do it. It's just, it's just too much for me. I think if you can find them somewhere, uh, again, other sports books will have minus 140, minus 150. Anderson, they'll have minus 120. Anderson put a ton of pucks on net um, when he returned to the lineup on Saturday. So I'd like that line. I would stay away from the Suzuki, Duran, Armia line. That one now is, to me, the line not to target in DFS when I liked them earlier when Anderson and Toffoli were playing there. What did I have here for goals? 14 to 1, Anderson. Here's a long shot. Cockin' at me 19 to 1 um, for first time goal. I know I'm psycho. I'm such a homer. All right. Anything to add, Eric? No, I think you covered it. I, I'm going Vancouver here because I think they're feeling okay. it. Demko uh, is feeling it. Uh, it, especially if Patterson plays. Um, it just makes it more of a complete team with Patterson at center, uh, Miller back on the wing. So I'm going that way. I understand what you're saying, and, and, and that does make sense, but I just can't trust Montreal right now. Um, maybe the Leafs are just going to finally go through some adversity. Who knows? You can't win every game, I guess. No? Crickets? True. No adversity? True. None? All right. you, had a, you had a little smirk on your face. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Big couple games against the Jets this week. 
coming up for the Leafs. Um, is there anything there with Matthews' wrist? And he hasn't scored lately. I know that's what people are going to say. Sure. He's still shooting a ton. Yeah. No? I mean, definitely. I mean, being hurt, it, you know, you're thinking about it. playing through and, something. And, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent got hit with a puck in his wrist. And I, I don't think it's uh he's not going to miss any games, but I mean, right now he's, I mean, statistically on a slide, but he's still like, he's all over the ice. Things happen. He is, he's a savage. This is the best he's ever looked. All right. Let me give it a Canucks not to be a complete Homer. Um, Bo Horvat plus two thirty anytime goal, 15 to one. Like that. Cock I like that. Done. Like that cock and everyone done 19 to one. <laughs> All right, DraftKings. Let's start at the center position. McDavid up at the top, 9-2. McKinnon, don't think he's going to play, but keep an eye, 8-9. If he does play, I obviously have no problem with him, but according to reports, it looks like he's going to miss a few games. Um, continuing in center, Drysaddle, 8-1. Couture, 6-7. So a huge drop-off from those top three down to the next tier with Couture. Patterson, what's the latest here on Patterson? It's just he was ruled out on Saturday. There's nothing. Like, I watched the pregame on Saturday, and they yeah. just don't have any reports. There's nothing. They're just unsure. They don't even know what the injury is. Kadri, 6'3". He's been getting a lot of ice time lately. Kopitar, 6'2". O'Reilly, 6'1". Shen, 6'. Miller, 5'6". Suzuki, 5'5". Horvat, 5'4". So, yeah, Suzuki is a guy that I normally like, but I don't like him with just the line juggling. I'm not into it. It's either line one for Montreal or line three. What are you doing up at the top? Uh, you're in on Ottawa, so would you would you just game stack Ottawa and Edmonton? What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going uh, a weird kind of like two and two with uh, Arizona tonight um, and Ottawa. This sounds like... No, Maybe it's... I've been drinking. I don't. <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> it's you crazy. gotta think outside the box. You're playing DFS. You have to. Yeah, yeah you have to. Uh, so yeah, I'm going Norris and Stutzla, and I think I'm going to go with um, Smoltz and Connor Garland for my other two forwards. Then I'll probably pay up for somebody. I haven't decided who that's going to be yet. I'm kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, and I think maybe if Patterson plays, he could be cheaper than he normally has because he's been out. So that would be somebody to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, that's those are the four players that I'm kind of starting my lineup with Arizona players and Ottawa Senators players. I mean, this is why you guys tune in. This is, it's, I feel like I just give out bad advice. It's insane. But I, it's what I think. It's, it's what I believe. I mean, I'm putting money on those two teams to win. And I'm going to pick players that are on those two teams because I think they're going to score. That's it. That's what it's all about. If you think those guys are going to score, I've written up Ottawa almost every single time that they play over at FTN. We were on them last night. We needed more goals, unfortunately, but it is the way to go. Like there's so much value. They're starting to catch up at the start of the season. Like Stutzla was two, five Batherson was two, five. The only guy that was over four K was Shabbat. I mean, even Dadunov when he was on his run, he was two, four, he was two, five. He got up to three K. He's not a guy I would play now. I don't even know if he touched. I think he's hurt. I don't think he really even touched the ice last night in the third period. But I don't hate. I don't hate it. I am gonna spend up on McDavid here tonight and just try to find some value. There's there's a ton of value at center. I mentioned Kakanemi. He's got the three points over his last four games. What is he? He's under three K. I think he's three three. Actually, that's not bad. Uh, Chandler Stevenson is another guy that I like on that top line. He's scoring some points lately. He's only four six. But I do like the calls from you. Like Schmaltz is, is 5K. William Carlson is 5'2". They've been on a little bit of a heater. But my favorite stack is, honestly, St. Louis. Like, I'm just going to get involved with the Blues tonight. I like Shen at 6K. 
uh, from the center position. But Norris is a good call. I mean, he's 4-2. That's the line, right, to, to attack the, the Stakes yep. Law and, and Norris and Batherson line. I like that one quite a bit. Over at wing, we got Patrick 8-3, Ranton 7-7, Nugent Hopkins 7-4, Toffoli 7-3, Kachuk 7-2, Perron 7. I really like Perron. He's getting up there in price, 7K. Landeskog is underpriced, in my opinion, 6-5, but I'm not totally into him with no McKinnon. He's not playing with Ranton. And Stone 6-3, keep an eye. Uh, Garland 6-2, Evander Kane 6-1, Gallagher coming off a two-goal game. He is 6K. So if you were to spend up at the top on any of these wingers, who would it be? Garland? That, that, I mean, I have him in my lineup for sure. Uh, I would think about Pacioretty too, man. He, it just seems like he scores every game. It's, it's crazy. Um, and, and I, a guy that I'm starting my utility uh, is on from you is Riley Smith. I mean, like you score, you this is a good player. I mean, a couple of years ago, you're like Vegas is rolling and they're interviewing the players and like, you know, who should we, you know, who's someone we're not talking about. We should be every single player says Riley Smith. I mean, is he's one of those hidden gems an unbelievable hockey player, good all over the ice. And now he's scored and is probably feeling it. And he's cheap, cheap, cheap. So yeah, he is. It was funny listening to the Vegas broadcast the other day, and they were just talking about how they got some of these guys like Riley Smith and then Jonathan Marcheseau. It's like, okay, if you take Marcheseau, you know, we'll give you Riley Smith. And then Tuck was like, okay, if you just take Eric Halla, Minnesota's like, okay, we'll just we'll give you Alex Tuck. We'll just throw him in if you just don't take no. this guy from us. It's like, oh, thanks. Crazy. He's got all these Crazy. studs. But Pat already has 32 shots over the past two weeks. It's a league high. Uh, Philip Forsberg's right there too, 31. Brady Kachuk, 31. So Max Pacioretty is shooting a ton and scoring a lot. He's got four goals and eight points over that span. I think he's the best play at wing. It is tough against Mini, but he is he's my favorite of the bunch there. I mean, Nuja Hopkins is okay, but I'm not going to like him as much if they if they just don't have him with Drysdale or McDavid. But those are the wings. But I wrote down a few others here that I just think are fairly cheap. I mean, we mentioned Raquel. It's just an interesting play. Uh, Tuck is 4-8. Josh Anderson is 5-4. Tatar is 4-6. Tarasenko is 4-2. Like, you have to, don't you? Yeah. Don't you have yeah. to play? At 4-2, I feel like you have to, almost. He was 2-5. Um, as I mentioned in the first game, he had the four shots, played 16 minutes against the Sharks. Are you kidding me? You have to play this guy. His ownership's probably going to be around at least 50%. I know people may be worried about his ice time, but at that point, at that price on DK, going to get top power play time. I think that's just the way to go. Yamamoto, 3-9, and then Riley Smith is 3-5. So my favorite stacks here before we get to defense and, and goalies, St. Louis, Edmonton, and I do like the Habs. Uh, I just think there's some value there to be had with some of those players. Uh, I mentioned Tatar and like, Again, like 4-6. He's entering tonight on a three-game point streak. He's got five assists over that span. He's shooting a little bit more. Uh, not as much as I'd like him to, but he's, you know, that line has looked a lot better lately with Deneau and Gallagher scoring some points. Over on D, Brett Burns, 6-7. Nurse, 6-6. Petrie, 6-5. Shabbat, 6-4. Weber, 6-3. Chikrin, 6-1. Petrangelo is 6-2 in there. He's day-to-day. He's questionable, undisclosed. Uh, he did leave the game late, but I think he's fine, everything that I read. Barry, six, and Shea Theodore is underpriced, in my opinion, five, nine. Anybody here on D? Are you just going all wild? Get Chikrin in there? Uh, I, I thought about Chikrin. Uh, I'm going to use Shabbat, and I'm going to um, save some money at D with Drew Doughty. He's been 
really good oh, all year awesome. playing top line playing top power play um dfs at, at five seven right now on DraftKings. yeah sign me up i got i got him and my second d in there right now yeah he's been really good we talked about him last week he's awesome he's 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 looking like the Dowdy of old. Dumba's at 4-9, but again, I like Ryan Suter at 3-9. You get the power play correlation there, but it is a bit of a tough matchup. But at 3-9, that's not a bad price. Cam Fowler at 3-9 as well. I like that one quite a bit. Um, that's it. Like, I'm always trying to find cheap D. I think the cheapest defenseman I would go with tonight is Eric Brandstrom, 2-9 for the Sens. He's getting a little bit more ice time lately. Oh, what happened to him? He played five minutes last night. Did he leave the game? Did I miss that? Maybe be, uh, maybe don't play Eric Brandstrom, okay? Uh, Brandstrom sure. was starting to get a little bit more ice time. He had three straight games with, um, it was like 13, 15, and then 16 getting some power play time but something must have happened to him last night i must have missed it i don't know i watched that game too i don't know what happened to him so i guess the cheapest i would go here really if there was no branch i would think about mike riley at three four getting some second power play time um but the cheapest i'd probably go honestly is like bouchard vince dunn fowler but i don't think you need to go there i don't think you need to spend all the way down on defense i think eric carlson at 4-2, even though we're ripping him a bit, he is, you know, he's blocking some shots, six blocks in the past two games, he's got three points in his past four, playing 22 plus minutes every single night. So that's kind of where I would go. The Colorado guys are interesting. I mean, Sam Girard at 5-2, you know, if there's going to be no Makar, right, he's, he's got two points in his last, in his last game. Look at the ice time, 25-25, 28-24. I know the past two games have gone to overtime, but he's just playing a lot. Like if I had to choose between him and Taves, it would be, it would be Gerard. Quinn Hughes is interesting at 5-5-2 five, five, uh, as well. But I think, you know, I just – I want to get my defense in with my forwards. If I can get to Barry at 6, he's dropped down a little bit. That's fine. Petrie in with the Habs and Justin Falk or Tory Krug in with the Blues guys. Like Krug – Krug is pretty cheap. Uh, what's he at? Tyler Krug or Tory Krug. 5-6. It's not that's not bad for for him. He's got three points in his past two games, playing a lot as well. What about in goal? What do we do here? Like Mike Smith, eight four up at the top. I don't know if I can get there. Eight three. You're not going to get there. Eight three oh. for Grubauer. Uh, Bennington's eight two. I don't mind that one. Um, he had the freak out the last time he played. He got pulled and he, wild. <laughs> he, remember he like he's a he's a lunatic. Sucker punched. Carlson and went at he almost here's, punched Carlson. Here's what I know is if I'm Jordan Binning, I'm not trying to start anything but Devin Dubnik. I mean, you're a better goalie, but Devin Dubnik is a monster of a man, and Bennington is maybe 160 pound and would just get absolutely pummeled. Yeah, no doubt. Um price seven nine, Gibson seven eight, quick seven seven. That's kind of the range I'd like. I think i would go maybe quick if he gets the nod seven seven i mean demko seven three if you guys are feeling him i mean he's been pretty good lately eric yeah you seven three save your cash with demko you know that you're going to probably put 30 shots on goal i mean they lead the league in shots per 60 minutes so you get that save bonus if you can get your 35 yeah i like i like that i also like darcy kemper for uh arizona um I think the Avs will shoot the ton, the puck a ton. And Kemper, it might be Rant. I'm just going to have to keep an eye on that because I don't know who's going to start. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, that's the thing. Is, I mean, the 
both goalies for Arizona, even when Arizona was a bad hockey team, uh, and they're not right now, it, their goaltending is always good. I don't know if it's structure or what it is. I don't know if it's sand or the desert air, but there's something about the, the goaltending there. Even Aiden Hill, when he came in uh, this year, he played really well. Flurry's 8-1. I, I don't mind that. That's a discount because of playing the Wild. Uh, he's yeah. just been lights out. I mean, the 942 save percentage, he's been so darn good. Like, look at the fantasy points, 26, 30, 10, 18. So, like, 18 is kind of the floor. 33, 17, 31. He's been really good. But I think um, I think L.A. or Bennington. I think my favorite would be – I'm not going to get to Grubauer, and I don't spend up that goal for Mike Smith. Like, I'm just not going to get there. So, I think maybe Flurry, Bennington, and Quick, like, those would be my three I'm into. And I actually don't mind Demko. As much as I like the halves, I'd like to save some money on, on goaltenders. And if I can get that save bonus, that would be fine. Recap. Matt, what do you think? Give us a little recap, DFS, of your thoughts. Uh, I think tonight I'm going to just play in some tournaments instead of some cash games because I think there's a lot of underdog spots that we can attack here. Uh, whether it's going after a guy like Demko, just in spite of you, I think that's what I might do. That's uh, fine. I like it. But I think it's just a tournament kind of day for me. Take a few contrarian plays and be on my way and maybe, maybe, maybe just have Connor McDavid at the top and that's it. Just yeah. because on the off chance that he explodes again, it's not even an off chance when he just finds his game back. And uh, I, I don't want to miss on that in a tournament. And I'd rather not be stupid contrarian. And I'd rather just be smart contrarian for the rest of the way. I like it. EY, recap your picks. You're on the Sens. Yep. I'm on the Sens. I'm on the Coyotes. Garland and Schmaltz, who, who have played really well together. Kemper and Nett. Uh, I got Doughty and Shabbat on defense. That's that's my lineup I'm going with. Uh, I'll probably make some, a couple different lineups throughout the day, like uh, Maddie said, in some bigger tournaments, throw a dollar here and there. Just get wild with it. I like it. All right, so Matt, what do you got for us for Friday? Friday, you gave out one, two, three, four, five picks. One of them was a push. Uh, so mini you got Boston you got both money lines LA you missed on the money line so two for three on your money lines Vegas puck line you hit Boston wa Boston and Washington under was a push which makes you three for four 66 out of 108 and uh, I talked to you about this we're gonna start tracking your shot props we're gonna give like three key shot props per day um, but if you listen to the show, you've listened to about 30 different shot props and there's probably a good success rate on those, but we'll give out your key picks and we'll give out your key props at the end and I'll just, uh, track those separately. Okay, cool. Uh, fair enough. These, these are the picks I think I have tonight, Vegas, St. Louis, Montreal, and LA. Those are the four, just stick with those four, um, for the shots. Matt Zuccarello, one and a half plus 100. Max Pacioretty, three and a half minus 167. So that's the same game. You, you, you can play them as singles. Maybe you can mix and match with some other parlays. Uh, man, I really want to do random, but minus 200 is no good. If you can find random somewhere else around minus 170, 175, as high as minus 180, I would go there. But we won't put them in there at minus 200. So Zuccarello, Pacioretty, Perron, two and a half plus 115. Dustin Brown, two and a half minus 125. So there's four for you. I like a whole lot over at ftnbets.com. Use a promo code Meanie. I'll just check out a couple that we don't have to keep track of if you're looking for some more. Landeskog, Toffoli, Anderson, Raquel. 
So those are all ones that I like. Uh, first time, anytime goals. Let's just go with Riley Smith here. Riley Smith, I do like Alex Tuck if there's no uh, Max, if there's no Stone. But Riley Smith, there's something there, guys. 14 to 1. Yamamoto, 13 to 1. Perron, 12 to 1. Dustin Brown, 13 to 1. And if you're a complete psycho, Kakanemi, 19 to 1. If you just want better odds, better chance, Anderson or Toffoli. They're having around the 10 to 1, 14 to 1 mark. Uh, Eric, always a pleasure, man. Maddie, thank you Good so buddy. much. As always, any questions up at the YouTube? Just we'll circle back before a puck drop. Uh, good luck tonight. We'll catch you tomorrow or Wednesday. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.